0: Welcome to Homework is Stupid and Other Stuff Not Apparent to a Parent. This podcast illuminates the issues of our kids, their education, and offers perspective from an expert point of view, personal experience, and the research. I'm Lauren Bongiovanni. I'm a mom, a school psychologist, and your host. Welcome to Episode One Homework. Today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of homework, as well as suggestions on how to effectively support your kid and save yourself through the process. And my guest today is Erica Hansen, who is the principal of a middle school in the state of Washington with 700 children and 50 staff, and also one of my favorite people and a strong leader. Erica, thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So today, Erica, we're going to be talking about the subject of homework. (laughs) And I think that whether you're a parent, a student, or a person in general, that the word homework must bring some emotional reaction for everybody. I feel like, you know, even when your kid does the homework, it's just stressful. You have to make time for it in your family life. You have to make time for it in your kid's life. You have to manage, you know, their need to do homework with their need to do other things as they're growing up and going through school. So, Erica, as a mom and a teacher at heart and a school leader, what is your initial emotional reaction to homework?
1: So as a mom, it means something very different than it means as a teacher and as a teacher leader. So as a mom, I can completely empathize with what your experience was of the fight every night to sit down and do homework and the argument of, no, I don't have any, but then opening up in. Device that shows you that in fact they did not complete their homework. As a teacher and a teacher leader, I go for the aspect of that we are trying to prepare children for their future. And as we prepare children for their future, they are going to have to do things beyond the school day. They are going to have to learn an accountability that makes them accountable not only to themselves, but to their teachers and to their peers in their classroom. There is nothing more frustrating than as a student going to class. Where you were supposed to complete this homework at home and your group members didn't complete any of theirs and there you are seated with 25 minutes of homework that you did the night before and they didn't. So I I sit in this balance between I understand the frustration of a parent And have some ideas as to how to support that with our students, but also from the education side, we are preparing students for their futures. And in preparing students for their futures, I think we are doing a disservice if we are no longer
0: requiring them to do any sort of homework. All right. So I remember my kid being in second grade, for example, and you know we would spend time doing the homework and then he would get to school and he i remember one time specifically didn't put it in the homework basket he the teacher said well he attempted to put it in the homework basket but it wafted away onto the floor so i didn't count it <laughs> and so to me i thought okay so are you measuring homework and what he did to rehearse or are you measuring his executive functions this is part of the reason that i started to think You know, homework is just kind of stupid, honestly. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I didn't understand it. And so it started this long journey that led me here today. All right, so when we say homework, let's define it. And I'm talking about work that is required of a student that is done outside of class time, whether that means they do it in a study hall or they do it at home. Um, that either supports the rehearsal or deepening of current learning objectives or preparing them for an event like a presentation or an exam. You think that's a pretty good definition of homework? pretty accurate definition, yes. But really, let's talk about it. It's really other things just in that. At the heart, we know what the definition of homework is, but it's really other things, right? It's an exercise in rule adherence, right? Do your homework. Uh, Learning how to organize your time the fulfillment of a requirement. So either by teachers assigning it or students doing it or parents supporting it. Because we know, like, by the research that parents really want homework. They want their kids to have homework. They want to see it. And it's really important research-wise that parents support their kids doing the homework. It has a very big effect on academic achievement. So it is a measure of how families prioritize education in relation to other parts of their life, like work, family stress, illness, et cetera. So it really is more than just rehearsal and preparing for something at home, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So what do we know about homework? So first of all, the U.S. Department of Education says that in high school, students spend an average in this country of 7.5 hours each week doing homework. And actually, this is an increase from 10 years earlier when students were doing 6.8 hours per week. So the bottom line is that the the amount of homework has actually increased in this country. In kindergarten through eighth grade, the average is 4.7 hours each week. These are all in after-school hours. In a 2018 meta-analysis, so this um, the Melbourne Educational Research Institute took 800 educational studies, which involved 80 million students, and they came up with an effect size, and then they listed what actually contributed to learning outcomes. So it was 158 out of 252 factors. So it fell well below the concepts of things like classroom discussions, feedback, deliberate practice, teacher credibility, and summarization. Those are just a few of the things that came before it. And this is the thing that killed me. Like after the hours I spent in kindergarten, first grade, and second grade, Uh, with my kid ruining our relationship and (laughs) hating each other and screaming and fighting and me drinking way more wine than I needed to. But homework is shown to have very little impact in the research um, on academic achievement in grade school, has a moderate effect in middle school, and then it does show effects in high school that it actually helps with academic achievement, and particularly with the practice of math, which makes sense. There are some districts in this country, as well as private schools, who are changing the trends in homework. They're either banning it on weekends, holidays, certain nights of the week. So in the South, for example, they may not assign homework on Wednesday nights because that's a big church night. So people go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, and so school districts stop assigning homework on Wednesdays. Some districts, even like with the earlier grades, where homework doesn't show necessarily as a greater impact on academic achievement. Instead of assigning homework, they'll ask parents to read with their kids for 20 minutes a night. Uh, Some schools are also counting it differently. So including homework as a part of a grading rubric also includes other graded qualities in addition to achievement. So for example, work habits might be something they would grade in addition to homework, in addition to test performance. Um, And then parent involvement in a child's homework is shown to have more impact from home on the academic achievement front than, than either social class or parents' level of education. So if a kid, you know, so this is like kind of one of the positive things. So if a kid's parents take an interest in their homework and they connect on it, it has more of an impact on a kid's academic achievement than either social class or the parent's level of education, which is huge, right? But that means you have to get a kid's parents involved, like, in their homework and for their their parents to really understand the importance of it. So let me ask you this, so given all of that, you were a teacher in the classroom, you were a teacher leader for many years, you were an administrator, and now you lead a school. In middle school, what is your experience in terms of assigning, grading, and setting policy for homework? And how does that relate to your specific school population versus how your district actually has a policy.
1: So I think it's really interesting the progress that homework has made over the course of the last 20 years. So 20 years ago, we were assigned a minimum amount of homework every day. It was very common within my syllabi to share with them how many hours of homework they would be doing per night or per week for my class. We no longer do that anymore. Within our district, we are no longer assigning homework per se per night. We are more assigning what they do not complete within their school day. So ultimately, if a student is to have homework, they are given homework because they chose or did not have time to do that during their class period.
0: So let me stop you there because that's really fascinating to me. So how many years ago was it that you would show how much homework they would do per night?
1: Within the last 10 years. Okay,
0: so 10 years ago when you were saying, here's the syllabus for this course, and we're going to be talking about these concepts. And then each night you're going to have X amount hours of homework. The purpose of that homework was to support the learning outcomes how?
1: Absolutely. So it was to educate parents as well as students as to how much time they were going to have to commit outside of the school day when they were incorporating their class choices. So ultimately, in a high school setting, you have a number of courses that you can choose to take. In a middle school setting, that's quite different because most of the time we're choosing to take all of our core classes and then maybe one elective. In high school, it's quite different. You might have three different options for a social studies course. You might have different options for an English course. And so during those, as you looked at the course syllabus, it would say this class may be an AP class and it may require two hours of homework per night and homework that would be required on spring break, for example. Whereas in a core English class, it may only require 15 to 20 minutes of work every night. And a student could then make an educated decision as to what they were going to commit themselves to. And parents could also make an educated decision as to what they were going to commit themselves to.
0: When you look at what happened 10 years ago versus what happens now with homework, what is your philosophy on how homework should be assigned?
1: Ultimately, I think it depends on a, a number of variables. Mm-hmm. There are several variables that would dictate homework. If you are in a more impacted school district, it is less likely for students to have the opportunities at home to complete homework that those that might be able to complete In a less impacted school district. So for example, if you are going home each day and at 12 years old, you're responsible for your 10 year old, 9 year old, 8 year old, 6 year old, 2 year old siblings, Mm -hmm. then you are less likely to be able to bring out your one on one laptop and complete homework every night. So those areas that are more impacted are going to be those parents that are out of the household So generally, they will be working one, two, three jobs in order to support their children. They may be in single-parent homes. They may be living in um, supported or subsidized housing where their focus is really on meeting those basic needs in order to have their students fed and clothed and be able to function daily. Their focus is not necessarily on school and academics. That's not to say that it shouldn't be, but that is one of the things that impacts in our particular district, whether we assign homework or whether we assign work that was assigned in class and if the child chooses to complete it and or not. In a less impacted district, it's generally higher income. It's those families that have an opportunity to be able to support their students towards those outside activities where they may be going to dance lessons, they may be going to sports, they may have voice lessons, whatever that happens to be in the evening that takes up their time. And at that point, in my mind, there needs to be a set of priorities set where students have the priority of academics And their household generally does support that priority. So if you are in a less impacted area, in my belief, they should be assigning homework and they should be giving the students the opportunity to understand that it is a work-life balance.
0: Now we're talking about the difference between those households that can support homework or schoolwork after the school hours and those who may not be able to. So we're looking at uh, a statistic from the Department of Labor that says that the decrease in the high school work population over the last several decades has to do with increased academic demands on high school students. So back in the day when you were, you know, just a youngin. In the 80s, I had a job. I got a job when I was 15. I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken and I did homework and I played sports and I did everything else. So 60 percent of us had a job back in the 80s. Now that has dropped from 60 percent of high school students down to 34 percent that have jobs because what the Department of Labor says is the decrease is due to the increased demand in high school students. And it's expected to drop even farther from 34% to 25% by 2024, which, believe it or not, sounds like it's light years away, but it's only five years away. So if I were betting money in Vegas, I was thinking those 25% who are going to have jobs are mostly coming from lower income homes. And I was right. But here's the thing about that is that if you are in that lower income area and you are working a job after school then it serves as a protective factor against dropping out of school. So, you know, we've got kids who leave high school and go to jobs or maybe they work part of a day and go to a job and they're not doing their homework, but they are working. In the end, it's almost more beneficial for those particular students to have a job than it is for them to hand in homework. Let's just say you have a population that is all over the board, right? And you have some impacted families, you have some other families that may be more capable of supporting this at home. As a school leader, how do you sort of set policy or direct your staff? That's a loaded question. Thank you very much. Really appreciate I got my that. gun right here. Awesome. Um, so <laughs>
1: card carrying. I mean, ultimately, there's a number of factors in play, right? So you have the families that can support these kids and the kids are ready to go. You have the families that that have the ability to support the kids but enable their children into choosing not to do their homework. And then you have your teachers. I believe that my staff has a purpose behind them. And the purpose is that they need to give them viable education and they need to give them viable homework that they are sending home. The kids need to know the purpose behind what they're doing. If we can explain to the kids the why, they are far more likely to want to do this than if we don't explain it all. So if all we're doing is what they did back in the 90s when I was in high school, which is why, then they're just throwing home worksheets. And your worksheet is what you have to turn back in at the end of the day because what we're measuring is compliance. Now, what we require of our teachers is that the kids actually need to think about it. They need to expand on their knowledge. They have to engage their brains when they're at home. It is no longer a worksheet curriculum. And if it is, then that is something that there has to be a challenge to me, that what, what do we do? But A number one is communication. And that communication needs to be equitable. And what I mean by that is when we send out information to our parents, at least in our district, it needs to go out in multiple languages. It needs to be delivered in multiple venues, so that may be a phone call home. That may be partnering with someone who is going to speak their language when, when making that phone call home. That may be an email that has been translated to the best of our abilities through Google Translate in order to partner with these parents. Because irregardless of our economic status, we all want our children to be successful. That's fact. And whether we have students who are EL, which is English language learners, or if we have students that have IEPs and an individualized education plan, formerly known as special education, or we have our gen ed student or we have our highly capable student, all of us want our kids to be successful and be able to flourish in a society that is very different from the society of which we were raised.
0: Let's talk about the upside. Let's talk about the positive parts of homework. In particular, for kids who have learning disabilities, they benefit from homework at a greater rate because they get more rehearsal. But also, there's a lot of reasons why they benefit from it. But also, it's harder for them to do it. It's more challenging. Attending, organizing, focusing, which is all part of doing homework, right? Those executive functions, being able to organize it, having a space, having somebody who makes room for it at home and supports you. So... You know, when my kid got out of school, he would come down the stairs of that elementary school, throw his backpack at me and climb the nearest tree. It was harder for him, clearly, but nobody probably needed more than him. Um, At some point, homework does show an impact on academic achievement. We can't argue with that, particularly at the higher grades and particularly in certain subjects over others. And so the potential exists for parents to gain an understanding of what's happening with their kids at school and support them at home. And it's also an opportunity then for them to develop that relationship. So if you're in high school and you have this kid who always says, like, I don't know, I don't know, what'd you do today? I don't know. What are you doing? And like, how's your friend? I don't know. If you can connect with homework, the research shows, this isn't my opinion, but the research shows that it really fosters a relationship and it fosters the parent supporting the child in their academic achievement going forward. You know, in high school you don't have as much knowledge about what's going on with your kid anymore because you're not in elementary school where you volunteered for the PTA and you were in the classroom and you brought cupcakes for the birthday or whatever it was, right? So it's harder. So the homework is one way to stay connected to your kids' teachers as well as what they're doing at school. So we've talked a little bit about what the quality should look like. What about the frequency, Erica? Like what is your opinion about how often should homework be prescribed? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I truly I truly believe that it should be prescribed as needed. So when you want to get a greater depth out of your students, if you want students to have to dive in a little deeper into their homework or into the subject matter that you're teaching, then that's when it should be prescribed. It should not be prescribed just because you want a student to have 25 minutes of homework every day. I do agree that one of the greatest things and one of the greatest travesties that we've ever had in education is that we no longer require our students to read. Reading is something that significantly impacts student success and student intelligence. So if there's no homework that's being prescribed by teachers, for whatever reason that is, I think the greatest impact a parent can have on their child is to put a book in their hand and to have those conversations around the dinner table or even before bed about what that book is. Do a book study with your own kid. And have an opportunity for your kid not only to read, but for you to have conversations with that child to maintain that relationship that's so
0: important Mm -hmm. towards student success. I really like that. I, th- I mean, I think that's so key. So how how do you communicate that? Like, how does the leadership get that? In real- I mean, do you feel like the leadership right now in schools, like generally, does leadership understand the importance of homework, um, the impact of it, and how to walk teachers through it? Or, or like, how do you deal with that at school? So.
1: I- I do believe that in education as a whole and how teachers are being educated to become teachers at this point really emphasizes the impact of homework and the impact That it should be having versus what it's had in the past. And in order to get students to want to do your homework or the majority of students to want to engage, they have to understand the why. Thus, the learning target, what are you trying to get out of this curriculum? The success indicators, what is it going to look like once I get there? For students to be able to engage with that and have student voice will have a huge impact on their homework as a whole the worst thing that you can do as a parent is enable your child in their homework. And what I mean by enable is either allow them, A, number one, not to complete it because you don't see the importance or B, doing the homework for them. Oh my God, I'm so guilty.
0: I was like, this homework sucks, dude. You're in kindergarten. We're not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) You're guilty.
1: Guilty. Because we do talk about, okay, at the middle school level, the impact of homework may not be as great as at the high school level, but what we're doing at the middle school is preparing students for that next level. Right. So at middle school, that next level is high school. And for high school, that next level is college and beyond. So if we are at the elementary, middle, and high, preparing our students for their futures, both academically as well as, as well as social and emotionally, we're really setting up
0: for a brighter future. All right. And so the other thing that parents can do is really check in with your kids. Know what they're working on, how things are going. And I think that that more important than the homework itself. That is that emotional, relational communication and connection. So you need to check in with your kids. Know what's going on with them, especially at the high school level. I think the other thing that the research shows is that you want to establish clear homework routines. So you're not asking your kid, did you get your homework done? It's like, all right, let's sit down and figure out when are we doing homework? What part of the day is this going to happen? And even making a place for them that is distraction free, that has their laptop, that has a printer, whatever it is that they need. You want to establish a place and you want to help them establish a routine, especially as they get older. I just think that it's ultimately the most important thing that we can do to
1: support our students and our children is to make education a priority. It is the one thing that can never be taken away from them their education is key and it has taken us so I look at the two of us it's taken us quite quite a bit of time some struggles but ultimately if we weren't held accountable as kids we wouldn't be where we are today and that is my plight as an administrator is to support our students and our teachers and our parents and our communities with the right amount of pressure and support that pressure to make sure it happens and the support to make sure that we can get them there and that's what our job is as educators and as psychologists and anything that works in the educational
0: field well i can't add anything else to that that's beautiful erica hansen thank you for being my guest For links to information that we discussed in the show, see the show notes. Also, you can visit my website at homeworkistupid.com. And please subscribe as well as tell a friend. Thanks so much for joining me.